What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is incredible to be with you guys today. Just got home not too long ago from the trip up to Santa Clara. Um, Got home, got to spend a little bit of time with family. Finished the Giants game, which is awesome. Vikings lose. They never belonged. Shout out to Adam MacArthur. He shot me a text. He was 100% on. And now we have a little bit more clarity and with what the 49ers is going to do. So what we got this episode, excited about this episode. want to say shout out to all the hashtag CCs, which is awesome. Love you guys coming in here. Love the support. We're going to be going through the grades for the 49ers in the win. Um, I haven't gotten to the film yet for Patreon. Trust me, that's going to be up early, early in the morning. I know I'm not going to be able to sleep well just because I'm going to be so excited. Um, so... We'll be doing that, but we've got the PFF grades, offense, defense, some different analytical nuances that showed up. That was crazy because, you know, we saw the game and we saw what Brock Purdy did. And Brock Purdy was amazing. Analytically, he was better than what I thought he was, which was superb. He was even better than that. And we'll get into the stats to back that up and all that kind of stuff, which I'm super excited about. So, and we're also going to be dealing with, hey, let's start with this first. Who do you want to play? The 49ers will be playing the winner of the Cowboys-Bucks game and more than likely probably going to be playing on Sunday, not Saturday. Remember, there's two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. So it looks like we will be getting that Sunday matchup because they're not going to give the Cowboys and the Bucks, you know, a short week going into the playoffs. They're just not going to do that um, if they can help it. And they can help it. So uh, probably going to be that Sunday matchup. So who do you want to play? Uh, let, let's let's talk about it. Let's get it in there. 
Uh, you know, obviously we already played the Bucks, right? And so that's something that we have already been through. Completely just embarrassed them. Um, but here I'm going to put up a poll on YouTube. Who do you want to play? Very, very simple. We got Cowboys. And we got the Bucks. So you guys throw that in there. Let's see what you say. Let's see what you guys got going on. I'm curious to see how that poll is going to go. But yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I ranked the teams that I wanted to play early on, and it was simple for me. I, I said Bucks would be number one in the second round, right? I wanted to play Seattle, right? Everybody kept telling me, why do you want to play Seattle? It's hard to beat teams three times. You don't want to play teams in your division. You know, Seattle, weird things happen. I, I told everybody, I was like, nope, I want to play Seattle first. Um, now, the next round, I want to play the Bucks first. We already know we can beat them. 35 to 7. They just do not scare me. I understand Tom Brady. I get all that stuff. Whatever else. Don't care. Bucks would be one. I had Vikings two, but they're lost. So that's now removed from the equation. Then I had the Cowboys three. Um, just because I think the Cowboys have more talent, uh, more depth, more explosiveness on offense and defense. Um, now, who do I hate the most? I hate the Cowboys. But as far as just from a matchup standpoint, um, I think the Bucks are going to be a much easier matchup for the four years. Not that I don't think we can't beat the Cowboys, right? That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that just from a matchup standpoint, the 49ers, I think, have a much bigger advantage against the Bucks because Tom Brady, they're just one-dimensional. Again, you know, I've said over and over again, this is kind of tie into exactly what you know I've been saying for two years now. How do you beat the 49ers defense? Establish the run. Nobody can do that. Falcons did, but with the running quarterback, right? So uh, Tom Brady's the least running quarterback in the history of mankind. So that alleviates that one. And then the second one, you got to go through throw it deep outside the numbers. Now the Bucs can do that with Mike Evans. They can do that with Chris Godwin. Um, they just don't do it well because the protection's so bad. Their offensive line's so bad, um, they struggle with that. And so that's an issue, right? So back to this, and let's, you know, I wanted to start off with the offense, but the conversation seems to be pulling it this way anyway. Let's talk about the defense. The 49ers defensive performance versus the Seahawks in the playoffs. I thought overall they played pretty well. Uh, you gave up 23 points, which is much more than what we're used to. We, you know, on average, we're giving up about 16 points a game, so an extra touchdown. But that was a junk time touchdown where they scored six points in the fourth quarter against backups, whatever. So actually, it was almost on par for the whole entire season. Everything that they did was right on par. You look at total yards, 332. That's eh, a little more than we're used to giving up. But when the 49ers gave up 500, uh, 49ers, right, their offense put up 500. Seattle put up 332. That's 170-yard difference. Then you get to the turnovers, plus two in the turnover ratio, plus put it in backups, right, all those different things. So uh, that's why I, I think the defensive performance was really, really good. Now, a lot of people, and, you know, I even put this out there too, talking about how Charvarius Ward versus DK Metcalf which was one of our players that we highlighted in our top five players to watch. We knew DK versus Charvarius was going to be such a big game, a big matchup. And, you know, twice this year, Charvarius has dominated that matchup. Well, what goes around comes around. 
because you know it's it's yeah it they got him now again where is this defense susceptible it's not because of the personnel whenever i say deep outside the numbers it's because we run a cover three quarters cover six scheme and whenever you do that you do not give your safeties or sorry your corners safety help on the outside we don't do that we do not do that and so we we say look you're going to carry their wide receiver one-on-one the entire time okay you get no help over the top but we're just cutting this little slice of the field that you got to cover them for, right? That's what the quarter system does is you've got from the numbers to the sideline, this little sliver. We've got safeties in the middle of the field. You just got to hold them deep for this little section, but you get no help. And yeah, it, it, it pays the price. And so when you draw your defense up right on the board, you have every single defense has a vulnerability. Every single one, whether you load the box, whether you back them up in coverage, doesn't matter. You cannot guard that entire field. You can't. You just can't. You have to pick and choose. And so the 49ers schematically have chosen, guess what? We're going to stop the run first. How do we do that? Our corners got to play deep. That's just the way it goes. And so whenever you do this shell, this goes back to Fangio. And I know Fangio was a 3-4 guy. But it was this shell concept where you got seven guys in the box and you're backing up your corners to play. Now, Brandon Staley came in and kind of altered Fangio's scheme considerably and backed him up even more. And mo- almost the entire NFL is running that same thing now. Um, and so our front is a little bit different, but our secondary on the back end, it's that Fangio Staley shell, put the roof on it, you know, cover three, cover four. You, you, you say whatever you want to say about it. Um, you're like, it's everybody has that type of scheme, whether you're an odd front, even front, whatever else. Um, and whenever I do the Patreon breakdown this week, I'll spend some additional time visually showing you this is why this is happening. Now, that does not discount the fact that Charvius Charvarius Ward just got beat. Um, that that's just what it is. He finished 20th, um, with a 40.6 grade, by far his worst outing. Um, I would say this and um, the Chiefs game. Those two games, which Charvarius Ward was coming back from an injury on that one, right? So, like, those two games, he struggled. I mean, you just got to – it's just what it is. Now, flip side, everybody talking trash on Diamador Lenore all week. All week. And what did I keep telling everybody? Uh-uh, uh-uh, he's playing well, he's playing well. Yeah, I get it, he's giving up contested catches, but he's been consistently there. Only gave up one touchdown all year. All year, dude went out and had the game of his career. He finishes the third highest rated player. Unbelievable. <coughs> he had an 84.9 grade, his coverage grade was a 90.6. Got the interception, got a pass breakup. Dude was just unbelievable. So you kind of give and take some, right? Um, but yeah, he, he was just unbelievable. Other players, and yeah, I see this in the chat too. I love this. Um, Forktail Devil, I like it. He says, Omenahue deserves an A++. I agree completely. And I love that they let him talk at the press conference. That was cool. Because, you know, he's in a contract year. He's been consistently good 
almost all year. The problem was Samson Ebicom left. He had an ankle injury. I believe it was ankle. I could be wrong on that. Sorry, my voice. I was screaming at the game like crazy. Um, and so my voice always takes a day or two to recover. But Samson Ebicom left the game. Shanahan said he could have came back in if we needed it, but the game was out of hand. So Samson got 32 snaps, whereas Charles Omenihu got 34. So Omenihu outsnapped him. What did he do with those 34 snaps? Five pressures led the team. Two sacks, right? The only sacks of the whole game. Actually, that's not true. Eric Armstead got one. Uh, but two out of three sacks and the force fumble. Three hurries. Two solo stops. Dude just had a game. He just had a game. And I, I would argue probably the biggest play of the game was that force fumble that Bosa got. Bosa, I got to watch the film. I was in the corner. Um which, you know, had such a great time. And, you know, just, just want to say, like, had an absolute blast. But I, I was in the corner of the end zone, and it was kind of hard to see certain things. Like, I couldn't do my usual, like, up on the top looking down. So I've got to go back through the film. That's going to help considerably. Because Bosa, first game as a pro, they didn't even register a pressure. He didn't even get a pressure. But that doesn't mean he wasn't impactful, right? Like, still... Absolutely huge game, and a big reason why Armstead and Omenihue got those sacks was because of Bosa. Uh, that's just the way that it goes. The recovery. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the gift of the Super Chat. I love it. it. says, hey, John, great win yesterday. After watching this Vikings-Giants game, how do we think we match up against the Giants in a potential championship game? The Giants are a weird team. Now, the 49ers struggle with mobile quarterbacks. There's no doubt about that. Like, you look at the year, mobile quarterbacks give us an issue. But I don't know. They're a very well-coached team. They make a lot of mistakes, which is weird, because usually well-coached teams don't make mistakes. But, like, you saw the drop from Slayton, see the false start, you know, up against the goal line, things like that. Like, they're learning how to be a good quality football team because they've been bad for so long. And day ball is incredible. Definitely deserves consideration for coach of the year. I don't think he is coach of the year, but he definitely needs to be considered. Um, but no, the 49ers would be favored by probably probably eight or nine points um, against them. Their defense, even though they've got some studs on defense, I'll be really honest with you. Um, Dexter Lawrence up front is incredible. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau has been a great rookie. They've got some guys, Z's Ojalari, who left the game today. Like, they've got pieces. They really, really do. On the back end, ah, there's there's some issues there. And so the, the 49ers match up well with anybody. The, the, the running quarterback is the only thing that just makes me kind of, like, scratch my head. But it's already been, you know, put out there on, you know, Vegas has already come out and said, like, even if we play the, uh, the NFC Championship game, in Philly, we're going to be the 49ers well, with their current roster, right? If there's no more injuries or anything like that, they're going to be favored. They're going to be favored. So, Niners match up with anybody. Probably won't be wouldn't be favored against the Bills, probably wouldn't be favored against the Chiefs. Um, what's up RTP? What's up Matthew? Uh, so awesome hang it out. Uh, he says free Debo. I freaking love it, man. And I just got to say like this weekend, the rain was a mess. It, it was a lot. The funny thing is, when we got there for the tailgate, you know, I got in line about 8 o'clock in the morning, just wanted to get there first so that I could get there or whatever else. Get there, start unloading, 
and it's just pouring, man. It is dumping. We get all of the tents up. The last tent we set up, as soon as we finished that one, it stopped raining. It was hilarious. Uh, but we had such a great time. Everybody that came out with the 49ers Rush Road Trip, oh, my gosh, man. Just I, I call them maniacs because to show up in that weather, you know, four hours before the game, eat food, drink, play games, build community, hang out, and then – we always buy too much food and beer and drinks and whatever else, which is a great problem to have. We came back after the game when it was raining again, and we partied some more, man, uh, to celebrate the victory. So if you have not had the opportunity to come out and party with us, uh, we we go all over the country. You guys know that. Uh, try to make an effort. Now, for the rest of this postseason that we have, uh, this week I can't do a trip. Uh, I cannot. Um, this is my ski trip that I do. Uh, 11 years running with my old coaching buddies from Texas. And so we're going out to Steamboat. Uh, never been out there before. So uh, 11 years running. You don't mess with tradition. I, I I keep fighting to get them to push it back to the Pro Bowl week. Um, I think I'm going to put my foot down uh, next year. But it's hard because they're coaches. They coach track and all that stuff. So it's hard. So, uh, But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with the NFC Championship. I don't know. I can't commit. Um to a trip to Philly and I can't really commit to a trip to Santa Clara for that yet. Uh, just got home, just got to see the wife. I, I got to spend a little bit of time with her before she went off to work. And I didn't want to start pressing for another trip just yet. You got to, you got to know when to, you know, make your claim. So we'll see, but trust me, if the Niners are playing, we're going to do our best to be there. I did book. This is how bold I am. I did book my Super Bowl travel already. So I got the flight. Um, you know, I got the spot where I'm staying, all that stuff. It's expensive. It's very expensive. The hotels are crazy. Flights aren't too bad yet. But if you're one of those people that's like, you know what? If the Niners go, I'm just going to say, and I'm just going to say, you might want to look into it. Now, for my Arizona people, whether Niners make it or not, we're throwing a party in Arizona because y'all got robbed this year with the Mexico trip. And so y'all didn't get a party. And so I feel wrong about that. We got to deliver. So, even if the Niners don't make the Super Bowl, but I think they will, we're going to be throwing an event somewhere out there um, in the Phoenix area. But if the Niners do make the Super Bowl, then I'm going to be throwing probably like two or three events out there. So that's where it is. So Papa, he says, what's up, man? Uh, John, if your voice wasn't messed up, you wouldn't have been a true fan. Dude, we were, whew, we were screaming the whole time. Like Whenever I go to a game, man, I'm really big on being in the moment. So if you've messaged me or emailed me, I just want to say I'm sorry. Uh, when I walked out of the stadium, I looked down and I had 140 text messages. And it was just like, you know what? I'm going to be here in this moment with the people that are here, and I'll answer those when I get home. So sorry I haven't answered. It's a, it's a point of pride for me. Not pride. I don't know about that. Um, it's important if somebody takes time to reach out to me, I want to take the time to reach out and respond. Um which has always been a goal. It's something that's very important to me. It has gotten more challenging as of late, but that is a wonderful issue to have. Um, so just please uh, bear with me uh, <laughs> because uh, I will get to all of you. But yeah, there's still a lot more messages that I got to come through, but uh, I'll respond to every freaking one of them. And if I don't, uh, hold me accountable, please, uh, because that's important. Um, so anyway. That's there. That's there. Now, um, I will say this. Let's check on our poll. Let's see where that's at. Man, it's right in the middle. It is right in the middle. We've got 49% voting Cowboys, 51% Bucks. 
Uh, that's over 150 votes so far. We just started a minute ago. I, I'm I'm a diehard. I want the Bucks. That's who I want. But I know everybody is different for sure. Now, sticking with the defense, let's go through some more of these grades. Uh, DFF was number one. He only played 18 snaps. Um, he came in late, and whenever you had Drake Greenlaw, who missed like a series and came back out, um, that was – it wasn't DFF that went out there for that one. It was Oren Burks, who I thought played really well as well. So DFF was number one with the 89.7, even though he played 18 snaps. Ominihue was two, 89.5, incredible. Demo, 84.9. Drake Greenlaw. If you play linebacker, coach linebackers, or have a family member that plays the linebacker position, like I don't want to tell people to go watch Fred Warner because people don't do what Fred Warner does. Coverage is a whole nother thing. That's what se separates Fred, right? Covering downfield and flipping his hips. Dude looks like a cornerback out there. So that's like unattainable. But if you want like textbook hustle, high energy linebacker play that is so fundamentally sound, watch him. You got to watch Greenlaw, right? So, it, you know, I had back whenever I was coaching, like I coached with a couple guys that played in the league in the NFL for a while. And Two of them were the worst coaches I've ever been around because they were just such freak athletes their whole entire life that they were just like, oh, just go make the play. And then I had one guy that wasn't a freak athlete that was just a hustler and kind of maximized his talent, whatever else, and he was one of the best coaches I've ever been around ever. And so, like, some people, like, okay, back to the Fred Warner thing. Like, you can watch Fred Warner all you want. Normal humans can't do what he does. He's just an absolute freak. He doesn't make any sense. Drake Greenlaw, different story. And that's not a slide on Greenlaw. I think that Drake Greenlaw played better than Fred Warner did this week. Not that it's competition, not that it's doing that, but he was unbelievable. He had six solo stops. Nobody else on the team had more than three. That was Nick Bosa with three. He was all over the place. Nine tackles from Pro Football Focus. He was just everywhere. Drake Greenlaw was flying around the whole freaking time. George Odom finished fifth, Bosa sixth. Hufunga had a great clean game. Very, very clean game. No missed tackles. Uh, gave up one reception. Hufunga was all over the place. But it was a it was a weird, I, I don't know how to say this. It was almost like an anti-Hufunga game because he wasn't making splash plays or giving up splash plays. It was just, he was just a legit safety that kind of did his job. And just was where he was supposed to be at the right time. Didn't give up anything big. Aziz 8th, uh, Janoris Jenkins ninth, Tayshawn Gibson 10th. If we go down to the lowest rated players, Ty McGill, Javon Kinlaw. Kinlaw got 30 snaps. I saw Kinlaw make a couple really nice plays early. Um, but I need to go back through the film again. My angle wasn't the best for that. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Now, before we jump over to the offensive side, I want to spend some time on this because I got too many notes. I made a lot of notes in a short amount of time. But if you want to look good, guess what? We got the 49ers company for you to make you make sure you look good. Excited to announce a new partnership for all of your 49ers swag, homage.com. You can use the link in the description of this video or podcast, whatever you're listening or watching to, H-O-M-A-G-E.com. And not only do they have all of your 49ers gear, hoodies, T-shirts, all that stuff, 
If you use our promo code 49ERS, guess what? You get 15% off your entire order. You remember NFL Blitz, the video game? Get Debo decked out in the Blitz gear. They've got hoodies. They've got jackets. They've got the old NBA Jam logos for Steve Young and Jerry Rice with all the attributes on there. I wear homage t-shirts all the time. And if I'm ever around Niners fans, I get the most comments it's absolutely incredible so check it out and if you're just wanting to get somebody for something that's not a Niners fan they've got other team pages too pop culture all kinds of stuff check it out homage.com use promo code 49ers for 15% off your purchase oh I love it I love it I love it um so um here we go uh question from uh let's just say Bible devotional material. Interesting tag there, my friend. 49ers versus Cowboys is the greatest rivalry in NFL history. I agree. And because of that, I would be very happy to play them. Now, the question of who the 49ers match up with better or worse, that's a different question, right? Um, so there's two schools of, uh, to approach this. I don't care who we play. We're going to beat whoever. Give us the toughest matchup. We want to go through the best of the best of the best. Well, if that's the case, then you want the Cowboys to win, we play the Cowboys, and you'd want to beat the Eagles, and you want to beat the Chiefs. So, like, if, if that's the mindset, which is I, – I freaking love the Warrior mindset. Um, but I have been in coaches' meetings and, you know, where it's like, okay, we've made the playoffs, we've clinched it. If this team wins, we play them. If this team wins, we play them. And I've been in those meetings where, like, we really want this team to win because we are a much better matchup against them than these guys. Uh, so those things happen, trust me. And – do you tell your players that? No, but as coaches, you sure as hell do. Uh, and so it matters, especially whenever you blew one of those teams out 35 to seven already. Uh, and it was like this month, right? <laughs> um, so I think that's, that's big. Niners, Eno, what's up, brother? Um, he says, John, would you rather play the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals? Rank them. You got them in order as far as who I don't want to play. The Chiefs are the one team in the NFL that I think match up very good against the 49ers. Uh, I mean, we saw it earlier. Yeah, we had a lot of starters out, but I think Patrick Mahomes is playing at a level right now where he could be the best quarterback to ever play. Um, like, he's that good. He's unbelievably good. And whenever he's on, I just don't like it. Can we beat the Chiefs? 100%. But Chiefs would be the hardest. Bills would be number two. thing with the Bills is Josh uh, – Josh does not protect the ball at all. If you watched it today, I was on the plane watching it. Um, he he just turns the ball over carelessly all the freaking time. And so the explosive plays are always there with, with Josh Allen, but so are the turnovers. And so that's the thing that could get them dirty. You, you watch Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't turn the ball over near as much. And so if you just look at interceptions, that's one thing with Josh Allen, but fumbles are huge. He just runs with the ball out here like this. Um I would prefer to play the Bengals. I think that would be the most fun. Uh, I think that would – you go back to that Bengals game last year, which was so important. We won in overtime. You don't win that game in overtime, 40 hours don't even make the playoffs last year, right? Um, yeah, and Josh right here, he knows his stuff. He says 40 hours match up with the Bucks better, not even close, not even close. And so that that's where that is. Um, so, yeah, that, there it is. So let's jump over. Let's talk some offensive ball. Golly, what a game. 500 yards, 40 points. I freaking love it, man. Um, it, it, it's unreal what they were able to accomplish. And if you just look at the grades, you have like 
everybody's got pretty good grades. Nobody graded poorly. Um, start at the bottom, Elijah Mitchell, he finished with a 47 grade, but that's because they stacked fronts, uh, you know, nine carries for two yards, but whatever. But what he did in the receiving game was huge. Charlie Warner, seven plays, 51 grade. Jake Brindle, um, he had a 52.7 grade, but he was so great in the past. He just was bad against the run. He's really, he's, that's kind of his story though. Um, but at the top, Debo Samuel, holy freaking cow. Debo had four missed tackles forced in the run game and another two in the receiving game. That's six missed tackles in one game. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. That's a lot. (laughs) when you look at his stat sheet it mirrors that right um three rush attempts for 32 yards that's crazy 10 yards per carry and then six catches for 133 yards one of them was 74 yards which stupid just stupid good and you know the 49ers were putting up 30 points week after week after week after week with uh what's his name uh without Debo with Brock Purdy now, golly, man, Ugh. incredible. It, what a difference Debo makes. You added your most explosive weapon. You've been averaging 32 points a game. Well, now you're in the 40s. 
Uh, Donald says, doesn't Purdy have as many playoff wins as Dak? He does. He does. One. Um, and yeah, that, that's that. I think Dak might have two. Is that I want to I want to make sure because if I'm going to slander somebody or I guess I'm not the one that slandered him here, but let's see here. I'm looking this up now. Dak, as far as like playoffs, is it going to put that up here? I don't think it's got it on here. I got to click on a different thing. But uh, let's see here. Game logs. Let's look at postseason. Has he got any wins on there? Loss, win. Yeah, he's won one game. And that was against the Seahawks in 2018. And he threw one touchdown and one interception. So, uh, yeah, not even close to the same thing. Not even close to the same thing. And you know what's crazy? All right, let, let's 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 do Brock talk. Let's do Brock talk. He finishes the sixth highest rated player. Brock Purdy did with a seventy three point six, which is crazy to me. That dude, okay, he completed eighteen passes. I just tweeted this out. Brock Purdy completed eighteen passes. 15 of those passes all resulted in a first down. 15 out of 18 passes resulted in a first down. Guess what those other three passes did? Touchdowns. Every single completed pass was a first down or a touchdown. I'm going to say that again. 18 passes completed by Brock Purdy. 15 went for first downs. Three went for touchdowns. That is, it's asinine. It's stupid. It, it it makes no sense whatsoever what this kid is out there doing. I, I've been saying that I've, I've kept the same energy <laughs> since that Miami game because the energy hasn't changed. The results haven't changed. The production has increased. It was unreal what he was doing. He took it to another level. It goes to 11. Yeah, but couldn't you just turn up to 10? Yeah, but it goes to 11. You know what I'm saying? Where, where's my people? Somebody get that reference. Tell me I'm not the only one that uh, gets that reference. Uh, Tommy, thank you for the gift, man. Purdy's four touchdowns, better than Montana's first playoff game. Yeah, it's totally different. I mean, again, like, I don't like, how do I say this? Let me, I want, I want to make sure I get this right. If you look at what Jimmy Garoppolo has accomplished uh, for the 49ers, and it's a lot, and he's been great. And I love Jimmy. This is not an anti-Jimmy take or whatever. That's not what this is. Jimmy Garoppolo has played in seven postseason games for the 49ers since he's been here. Three in 2019. Three in 2021. Right? Oh, so only six. Just six. Sorry. Um, he didn't play in this game. So six games. He has four touchdown passes in all six games combined. This kid did it in one game. In the rain. In the rain. I was out there. Soaking wet. I did not dress properly. Do not wear jeans when it rains like crazy. And, yeah, I get the stats. You know, if you're looking back in the old days and Joe Montana, even Steve Young. Well, Steve Young, not really. Steve Young was different. Uh, one of the most efficient years ever for a quarterback. But, golly, this is one of the best playoff performances ever for anybody, any team, anytime, any rookie, Period. The efficiency. And somebody came in my mentions on Twitter. They're like, yeah, but he's just checking the ball down. I'm about to start cussing. Are you kidding me? Brock Purdy attempted. You ready? You want to know how many passes Brock Purdy attempted that went over 20 air yards? And again, how many passes did he even attempt, right? 30. Okay, he attempted 30 passes. Are you ready? I'm going to count them off one at a time. You ready? 
This is how many passes Brock Purdy threw the ball over 20 yards in the air. One, two, three, four, five. Got to get my second hand. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten passes. Ten. Ten. Out of 30. He ain't checking the ball down. He ain't checking the ball down. He's airing the damn ball out, and it is working. Now somebody's like, well, there were a bunch of screens. Really? Because there were only three screens and only two. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> one of them got batted. One screen was completed. One. Now were some of those option routes. Sure. Okay, cool. I get that. I get that. And if that's your criticism, awesome. But he attempted 11 passes from 0 to 10 yards. He attempted 10 passes, 20 or more yards. Dude's chunking the ball. And a lot of that was they loaded the box. And this has been the issue with how to solve all these six, seven-man fronts. Not not six, seven-man boxes like most NFL teams deal with. No, 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 no. I'm talking five, six, seven-man defensive line fronts. Play action. 48.5% of the passes that were attempted by the 49ers, Brock Purdy, were play action passes. That's the highest it's been here all year. Why? One, because you can trust Brock Purdy if pressure does get through. Little dude's shucking a jive it back there. He's making some moves, doing some crazy biz. But also, let's transition. Let's talk about the offensive freaking line. Let's talk about the offensive freaking line. It was incredible. Oh, Jeremy, thank you so much for the super chat, man. Um, I love it. Thank you. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, all the generosity and, you know, this community just continues uh, just to kind of baffle me with people that just want to share and people that want to help. You know, I want to go back uh, real quick before I talk about the O-line. Man, we had we had a lot of kids come out to the tailgate, which was so cool. And, you know, I get these messages every time like, oh, is it kid-friendly? Yeah. If we're doing an event, it's kid-friendly. The one time it wasn't this year um, was a mistake. Not on my part. We were joining another club whatever or chapter and whatever never doing that again it's about kids it's about family it's about communities and we had all these kids come out this week and man we had video games set up for them to play we had the old madden 94 set up i should have loaded that picture uh it was it was awesome and man we were doing games with them we were trying to give away as much as we could to the kiddos because again like that's where did we all start right where'd you become a fan of the niners there's a story attached to that most of us we're little kids. Now we're, you know, grown men and women. And, you know, we're holding on to that childish aspiration of rooting for this team, which is a beautiful thing. Um, that's basically what I do. I'm just a big kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But, like, it was just so cool, man. And, you know, just one of those things that I just want to say, like, God, it was so awesome just seeing new fans being incorporated into the fold and the relationships and you know kids meeting each other at a tailgate and hanging out playing video games how cool is that man madden 94 was the jam uh big papa said we had enough rain we don't need cowboy fan tears on our field oh my gosh i love it you know how much fun that's going to be if we play the cowboys do you know how much fun that's going to be oh i freaking it's awesome man that, that's just that's going to be great um, what's up, Sam Samra? Thank you so much for the gift. He said two quarters. 
Uh, do we worry about Seaward's play against elite wide receivers? Dream come true if we get to face the Cowboys at home. No, I'm not concerned. We kind of started the show with this, uh, Samra, but I'd basically say this. like He's been incredible. Charvarius Ward has been great. But you play one-on-one against a big wide receiver like that, they're going to win snaps. That's just all there is to it. Um, and so that's just part of our defense. That's a vulnerability. But I'll bet on Charvarius Ward more often than not. Now, if you look at the teams that are left in the, you know, again, you're playing against the Cowboys. They got C.D. Lamb. Well, guess what? What C.D. Lamb do last year against us? One catch. One. They shut that dude down. Why? He he don't like physicality. Like he he branded himself at OU as this physical wide receiver. How'd that go when he played against the Niners? How'd that go? Right? Uh, what was their comment last year? I think it was Micah Parsons. We bully the bullies, which is the stupidest comment in the world. If you know anything about uh, Micah Parsons' past and history and all the crap that he's done, um, but dude got put on his rear in lots of time. He's a great player. But so that's one, you know, Mike Evans with the Bucks. You're playing against an elite wide receiver no matter what happens. And, you know, you look at the Eagles, elite, elite. They got two elite wide receivers. Look at the Giants. They do not. <laughs> Giants don't have one. Uh, they, they don't really have a lot of anything. Jay, what's up, man? Appreciate it. He says, whatever happens if Purdy quarterback won, even if Trey is okay. Yeah, if Purdy's quarterback won, man. And, like, you just stick with that. You stick with that. Now, you could go into, and I don't want to talk too much about training camp, but this kid, what he has done, he has put up over 30 points in six out of seven games. Is that right? Or is it more than that now? Am I off? I, I want to make sure I want to make sure I'm right here. Let, let's see here. I want to count them. Because let's see here. He came in at Miami. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Six out of seven games, this kid has put up over 30 points. That's you're sticking with that. That is the best offense in football. The best. You averaged 32 points a game before this week. That's got to bump up at least two more points. So you got to be close to 34 points a game. That's best in the NFL. That's best in the NFL. Especially with this defense. Ooh. 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 You guys, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, Tommy says, How do you like that 40 burger, baby? That's it's stupid. Josh, 30-plus in six games is elite. It's past elite. This is uncanny. I, you can't come up with the right words to pay justice to what we're watching. And what's crazy about it, the best play of the game was a dropped pass where he hit Ayuk in the corner of the end zone and he dropped it. Like, this dude's doing some weird stuff. And I'm... I'm what have I been saying? Eventually, it's going to change. It's going to slow down. There's going to be a bad game just because it happens to every single quarterback ever in the history of mankind, including Joe Montana, including Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Steve Young, whatever. It happens to everybody. But he's done it six out of seven. Can he do it nine out of ten, right? Because that's what you need him for. You need three more. You need half of what he's done. That's it. He's done it six times. You need three more. I'm here for it, man. Oh, oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, let's go. Let's go O line. Sorry, I went on tangent there, dude. Pass blocking grades were stupid good. You had eight players with an above seventy five grade pass blocking. 
Then, like, it was just too good. Trent Williams, 86.1. Brunskill, 84.9. McGlinchey. Can we give it up for this dude? Like, for real? Mike McGlinchey is... I know people don't like him. And I know people have a bad taste in their mouth. Mike McGlinchey is the man. Has been for two months. Overcoming the injury... Overcoming all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. <coughs> Excuse me. Give me just a quick second. Then we're going to get to your voices. But if you bet with us this week, whoo, whoo, we made some money, baby. Excited to announce our new betting partner, BetUS. They have the simplest platform that I've experienced, and it's very easy to get in. They have their props up all the time. All you got to do is use the link in the description of this video and or podcast, whatever you're watching or listening. Just That's going to take you there. You get a 125% sign-up bonus whenever you deposit at least $50. You get a 100% match on all your sports betting and a 25% free bet on a casino betting. They've got everything you need, whatever sport it is, basketball, football, baseball, whatever. Futures, they've got so much stuff up on. It is so fun. We've been betting here for a while. We have done very, very well. So if you want to bet with us, head over to BetUS, but make sure you use the link in this description so that you get that bonus and it helps out the show Fast, easy payouts. Customer service is great. Um, first time I deposited with them, I called just to see how it would go. Talked to a human in less than like 10 seconds. It was simple. So check it out. Link in the description of this video. Bet with us at BetUS. All right, all right. couple other ones I want to get to. Samra, thank you again. Giants looked really tough. Uh, would be great if they beat the Eagles on road to the Super Bowl through the 49ers. I would love that. Um, and again, like I'm not one of those mystical people i guess is the right word like i understand we've got some bad juju in the past against the giants or whatever else i'm just none of those players are around anymore like i, I don't buy into that right different coaches different teams different front offices different same logo but that's about it oh my gosh it, it would be a dream come true if you got to play the giants and I'll, I'll come out and say this if the 49ers are host, man, I don't want to say this. I haven't asked my wife yet. I don't want to get in trouble. If the 49ers are hosting the NFC Championship, I'm going. That's all there is to it. I haven't asked my wife yet. Good news is she doesn't watch this podcast. <laughs> but we're throwing some parties, baby. Um, that's what we're going to do. And, yeah, I, I'm with you, Samran. Thank you for your generosity, man. Like, oh, my gosh. Niners would be favored by a lot. A lot. Niners are going to be favored no matter who they play, though. That's just what it is. That's what it is. I'm nobody you need to know. Man, it's good to see you in the chat, Fuzzy. Um, thank you for your gift. It says, 49ers-Cowboys playoff is historic, but can you imagine Purdy not only being the first rookie to beat Brady, but the first to beat Brady twice and in the playoffs? That's a storyline I want, baby. That's the storyline I want. I do not believe that Brady's going to retire but you know what's not happening? You know what is retired? Brady coming to the 49ers. That talk is D-U-N, baby. It's freaking done. I don't ever want to hear that shit again. It pisses me off every time they do hear it. No. I believe in my boys, right? We got not one but two quarterbacks that are young on a rookie deal. Why in the hell would you bring in another quarterback that's going to cost 20-plus million? No. No. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you make me mad. Uh, and, yeah, I'm with you. That's what I want. I want to play the Bucks. I want to play the Bucks. I want to play the Bucks. Could it go wrong? Sure. It's the, it's the playoffs. 
I don't care though, man. That's what I want. Um, Josh, he says, John, thoughts on the ankle twist that pissed off the team? Man, everybody talks about it. Uh, if you watch the post conference, uh, you know, press conference, everybody talked about it. Shanahan, Debo, CMC, Kittle. I mean, Fred Warner. That pissed them off. And so you got to use what you got to use. Now, I will say this Debo exchanged a jersey with the guy after the game. So it didn't seem like Debo was too upset. Uh, he was upset at the the moment, and yeah, it was shady, but it's 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 the way things go sometimes in the NFL, sadly. Um, but yeah, I, I I hate that stuff. There's no. I always used to tell my kids, my players, like, look, you're allowed to hit them. You don't have to be dirty. You could hit them the next play as hard as you want to, and it's legal. If you go outside the lines and try to inflict injury. You're just a bad person. Knock the crap out of them during the play. You're a good person and a good teammate and a good player. If you start doing that stuff after the whistle, there's just no room for it. Now, having said that, John Chapman was a dirty-ass player whenever I played. Uh, I wasn't trying to hurt people, but I was I was real big into talking trash and psychological and all that. Like I That was very important to me. Uh, it was just fun. Uh, but I, I wasn't trying to hurt anybody, but... I was I was probably closer to Talanoa Hufunga as far as like those little extra hits, uh, you know, hand checks and always knocking the ball out, just being pesky, right? And not trying to hurt people. I'd, I've never been big on that. Um, but yeah. Oh, look at this. I love the McGlinchey love. That's awesome. Judd, McGlinchey, most un- underrated niner. It's not close. Debster. McGlinchey was 100% on pass, bro. The efficiency, listen to this. Daniel Brunskill, 100% on pass pro efficiency. Mike McGlinchey, 100% on pass pro efficiency. Spencer Burford, best game of his entire career. Best game of his entire career, 100% on pass pro. Jake Brindle, 100% on pass pro. Aaron Banks, 95%. Trent Williams, 95%. And if you look at the offense just as a whole – Debo was number one. Jordan Mason, number two, even though only got three snaps. He's going to finish up there just because he breaks so many tackles. Spencer Burford was number three. This was the best game of Spencer Burford's entire career. I don't even have to watch the film. He was constantly the lead block at the second level, which he has struggled with. Then with what he did in pass pro, Burford was for real. Burford was for real. I'm so proud of that dude. He's come so far, man. And he's a rookie. You're not a rookie anymore. He played every damn game this year. It's like his 18th game already. But, man, Burford, whew, hats off to that dude, man. And every, everything goes to Debo and CMC, Ayuk and Purdy, and rightfully so. Those guys are amazing. But as great as Debo was, Spencer Burford was equally as impressive for somebody that struggled the past month, right? And is a rookie the past month. Burford needs, he needs some praise. Mark, oh my gosh, dude. Flexing on him. I love it. Thank you so much for the gift, man. That's awesome. He says, beat the Cowboys. Giants, I've had bad memories of both over the years. I would love to knock out the Cowboys in another championship game over the Giants. That sounds perfect to me. Like, that's the path I want. And then I don't want to play the Chiefs or the Bills. <laughs> in the I want to play against the Jaguars. That's who I want to play against. Trent Baalke, bring it on, baby. Bring it on. That was a crazy game, right? Um, that was a crazy game. But, man, thank you, Mark, uh, for your generosity. I'm with you 100%. Uh, 
I'll take the Cowboys and Giants. Ooh, I'll take that and smile. Prefer the Bucks Giants, but getting kind of picky there. Mosquito Killer, thank you, man. He says, John, want to know your favorite moment from the game? Favorite moment from the game. I thought the fumble was the most impactful. Okay. The Charles Minihue sack, force fumble, Bosa recovers. I thought that play was huge. Offensively, man, that that throw to the outlet to Elijah Mitchell, where you just had Brock Purdy, I think you went one, two, three, back, right? There were several times where you could see him read one, read two, read three, back to the right side. So he's not just reading right to left or left to right. He's going back. He's going back. And that's one of the things that just, just it's, it's unreal, man. It is unreal. The amount of reads this guy gets through. So th- that would probably be the one where he got three reads, boom, 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 pressure in his face, goes backside, Elijah Mitchell walks into the end zone. The Debo play was unreal, obviously. Um, I love the Demo interception. I was salty. I was salty. I was salty in the stands. Because I, I thought Demo's been really good this year. Um, and again, he's not even outside corner. He's a slot guy. So, I don't know. You know, I am excited. This week, I, I'm pretty pumped. We're going to be on the 49ers, um, 49ers.com again. Uh, we got the John and Wayne show, typical time. That'd be 1 p.m. Um, Eastern on Tuesday. And then we're going to be hosting an event, me and Wayne again, um, for the 49ers. 49ers.com. We're going to be live on their show, So, which is absolutely incredible. They invited us back three times now. Um, and they gave us free tickets to the game, which was so cool. Uh, very, very honored. And so if you watch the, like, you know, five-minute post-game live or whatever, like, it was really, really cool. Uh, they gave us tickets to the gold mine. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, and so I don't know, man, like this season, it's just been awesome. It's just been great. And it's not over. That's the cool thing. We're in the midst of the storm and we're the damn storm. You know what I mean? All those memories. And it's, we remember the bad things, right? We remember the Craig fumble. You remember Kyle Williams. I didn't want to say his name. I said his name. You remember those things. And they stick with you forever. I mean, shoot, I was in Miami when we lost that Super Bowl. That hurt. That hurted. I hurt it bad. <laughs> I was a mess. I was a mess. Y'all were a mess too. My show went from like several thousand downloads to like, I got like 30% of the audience the next week. Like everybody was emotionally drained and pissed and sad and mad. Y- y'all stopped listening. And I get it. I wasn't listening to a lot of 49 shows either after that. It hurts, and we carry that with us. But being in the moment is so key. It's so important just to quality of life, to be honest with you. Not even just sports fandom, but the more you're in the moment, this moment. And what I tweet out, I tweeted out this morning whenever I woke up. You remember that one time when Brock Purdy accounted for four touchdowns and over 330 uh, yards in his first playoff game? You remember that? Yeah, it was yesterday. But that should be up there, right? That is a historical, faithful moment. 
It's unbelievable what this kid did. It's not just him. I get that. But it stands. Be here. Be here, right? Put a 40-burger up. You went 7-0 and against the NFC West. You didn't beat Seattle once. You didn't beat Seattle twice. You beat those dang SOBs three times. Three. Oh, spanked them. Spit that gum out, Pete Carroll. Ain't got nothing to do with that. Whew. Uh, um, Jay, uh, who will be more expensive, Bucks or Cowboys? Oh, Cowboys. Cowboys would be way more expensive. Um, yeah, Cowboys would be more expensive. There's no doubt about that. Uh, plus, the travel from Tampa Bay is way further. Um, almost talk trash against the state of Florida, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to not do so. <laughs> do my best to not do so. Shot Jay, my man. Thank you, dude. He says, like, subscribe, Patreon. Tomorrow morning is when all the Patreon content starts. So um, I will, we go over every offensive snap, defensive snap, special team snap, the whole season, two and a half years back. So if you're wanting to dive into some 49ers film and you haven't joined us yet, man, Patreon is the place to do it. Head over there. It's the best way to support us. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google 49ers and Patreon. We're the first channel that pulls up. As soon as you sign up, you get everything. You get everything. Um, So we're going to be really busy over there this week, which I'm excited about. And this week is fun, man. Enjoy this, baby. On to the divisional round. On to the divisional round. We got a lot more stuff to talk about. We'll find out tomorrow exactly who we're going to be playing. Uh, it's going to probably be the Sunday game next week. So uh, just throw that out there. It'll be the Cowboys or the Bucks. We'll see it. I uh, just want to say thank you guys again. Uh, all the generosity today was really, really cool. Thank you. Um, that is much appreciated. Um, but, man, enjoy this time. Talk your trash at work. Oh, flex on them, baby. Flex on them, baby. And until next time. Stay strong, faithful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.